0: Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 96 of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys who are listening all over the world. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so honored to have a bit of your time every week. And if you wanted to catch up on the previous 95 episodes, all you need to do is go to scottrossonline.com, and there you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also see the archives of every single podcast we've ever done. And you can also subscribe to our email list there. We don't use it a lot, but uh, every now and then we've got something valuable to send to our listeners so you could subscribe to that. You could also follow me on Twitter at Scott Ross online, all one word, S-C-O-T-T-R-O-S-S-O-N-L-I-N-E. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that I think might prick some of you. It might step on some of your toes, and I mean that in a good way. I think we're going to slaughter some sacred cows today. I want to apologize up front that we may be addressing some things that are near and dear to some of your hearts, but I just know that this information is valuable and I've been wanting to address some of these things for a while. And so we're going to dive into it today. And what I want to talk about are success myths, myths of success that are going to sabotage you. In the personal development world and in the success world, in the world of people who speak and write books and do podcasts like this, there's some common phrases that we hear and people almost just accept them as truth without really giving them any thought. And some of these success concepts are really myths, and they're things that are going to not get you where you want to go. They're going to not lead you towards success. In fact, they're going to sabotage your success if you believe in them too strongly or if you take them too literally. And so let's just dive in and talk about some of these myths. And the first myth I want to address is the myth that knowledge is power. You hear this all the time. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. I know people who spend all day reading books, listening to personal development, listening to audio programs. They do this day after day, week after week, month after month, and they have zero results. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have in your head because knowing something gets you nothing. What's going to get you something is actually doing things, taking action with the knowledge that you have. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge Applied is power. I had a mentor one time that used to joke that if knowledge was power, librarians would be the most powerful people in the world. People read books on selling, but they never actually practice the techniques. They never role play with another person. They never go and try to master those skills. We've been having 95 episodes on leadership and personal development and success in this podcast. We've done whole series on how to sell, how to communicate, how to handle conflict, how to be a great listener. These are the sorts of things that it's good to read about, good to listen to, good to know, but it's far more important that you actually attempt to put that information into practice than that you just get it into your head. If you're trying to be a great listener, Learning about listening is not going to get you nearly as far as actually listening is going to get you. One truth you can take to the bank is that an hour in the field is worth 20 in the classroom. I've spent my entire career training professional sales and marketing people. I could teach you eight hours a day for an entire week how to handle a sales call or a sales presentation, what to do in the beginning, what to do in the middle, what to do at the end, what to do given all these different permutations that could be thrown at you by the prospect. We could do that for an entire week, but you know what? Go sit in front of a prospect for 20 minutes and watch what happens. You're going to forget almost everything you learned in that week. You're going to stumble. You're going to fumble your words. You're going to go off script. You're going to get thrown off your game. You're going to have had an agenda for the sales call and the prospect's going to ask you something you weren't expecting or give you an objection that takes you down a rabbit trail and your agenda is going to be thrown in the trash and you're going to be flustered and you're going to be frustrated. You know what's going to happen? You're going to learn a ton from that experience because you could never have read what that experience is going to give you. You could have never listened to a podcast that's going to do inside you what happens to you when you go through the experience. In fact, It's those experiences in real life that make the teaching and the reading and the listening to audios come alive and be valuable and become applicable to you. If I teach you about an objection before you've ever experienced that objection, you don't really internalize it. You're like, oh, that's good. Okay, I'm going to make a note of that. But when you've gone and you've experienced the pain of that objection and not knowing what to say and not getting the sale because you weren't prepared, suddenly that knowledge is going to have a lot more value to you and it's going to become much more visceral and clear in your mind. I am huge on personal development. Listen, the first myth that knowledge is power is not against personal development. Absolutely not. Am I against reading? Am I against listening? Am I against going to seminars? Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, learning and continuing to learn and continuing to grow is one of the highest priorities in my life. I read three to four books minimum a month. I'm reading all the time. I'm constantly trying to improve myself, improve my skills. I'm going to seminars. I'm listening to new. Information. I'm just not under the impression that all that knowledge in my head is going to get me anything. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge applied is power. So here's the takeaway. Let's just give you some application questions. What skills have you been learning about that you've yet to actually practice? What areas in your business or your leadership are you lacking in? And you've been doing the knowledge part but you haven't been doing the application part. You know, I'll give you an example. We do a lot in this podcast relating to interpersonal skills, communication skills, conflict resolution skills. You could just simply ask yourself, how good are you in those areas? Are you somebody that magnetizes people to you? Do you attract people to you? Are you handling conflict in a mature Elevated way that means you've separated yourself from the masses? Or are you still responding in emotion, in fear, in frustration, in whatever it may be? Make a list of the top two or three skills you've learned about that you need to put into practice. And then brainstorm where could I put those into practice? Where could I go try out these techniques over the next 24 hours, 48 hours, over the next week? Even if it's a role play situation. I mean, I cannot tell you how powerful role play is. Get somebody that cares about you and say, listen, I need to practice doing this presentation. I'm going to ask you for the business. I want you to throw these five objections at me at random. Be nice to me in, in the beginning. And then as I get better at it, be tougher on me. And, you know, I'm just getting my feet wet. But as I get better at this, make it harder on me so I can keep improving. That kind of role play is absolutely invaluable to you becoming world-class in whatever you want to do. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge applied is power. The next myth I want to talk about is that success is all about hard work. Hey, all it takes is hard work. I mean, you work hard, you're going to win. Eh? Wrong. Hard work is important. Hard work is needed. But if work is not focused, it is worthless. Energy expended on the wrong things is going to get you nowhere. Many of you who have listened to this before know that something I say very frequently is that we must get good at something worth getting good at. Many people, in fact, the vast majority of people in the world, expend their entire life existence on something that wasn't worth getting good at. You're only paid to the level of your vehicle. If you're a brilliant person, you're one of the greatest entrepreneurs in history. I mean, let's just think of some of the people we associate with being successful. Elon Musk, who founded Tesla, or Mark Zuckerberg, who founded Facebook, or Steve Jobs, who founded Apple. If you take those people and you put them behind the counter at McDonald's, you know how much money they make? Minimum wage. That's how much money they make. The vehicle is the wrong vehicle. It doesn't matter how brilliant they are. It doesn't matter what they could achieve. They're in the wrong vehicle. We can drive down the freeway and see men and women who are working very, very hard. They're hard at work, working on the roads, but their hard work is never going to lead to wealth. Now, God bless those people. I appreciate them for what they do, but that's not what I want for my life. And I'm thinking if you're listening to this podcast, you want something more for your life than that as well. In fact, maybe you're one of those construction people and you're thinking, I want more because this hard work isn't paying off. This isn't giving me what I worth. We don't want to be somebody who's known for working hard. We want to be known as somebody who delivers big, big results. So we've got to separate this idea of if I just work hard, I'll win. Here's what's going to determine your level of success. First, that you're in a vehicle that can actually pay you what you're worth, that even has the potential to pay you what you're worth. I'll tell you right now, if you're in the sound of my voice, if you're in a vehicle that's not going to pay you what you're worth, that's decision number one. We got to get you out of the vehicle you're in and we've got to get you into a vehicle that can get you what you actually want we got to get some sort of side hustle ro- rolling where we can separate you from the vehicle that you're in. Maybe you you can't just walk away from it, but we've got to get you to the point that you can walk away from it. See, I'm a weird guy. You know, I, I just can't fathom expending one second on something guaranteed to not get me what I want. Let me say that again. I cannot fathom expending one second on something that is guaranteed. To not get me what I want. I interview people all the time and I say, Well, what is it that you really want? And when we get down to it, they talk about things like, I want to control my life. I want to own my life. I want to make my own decisions. I want to make huge impacts on other people. I want to earn seven figures. I want to be able to travel anywhere around the world with my family that I want. And I don't want to have to ask permission. I want to go on mission trips. I want to, you know, make an impact in the world. And we put all those things together. I say, Okay, doing what you're doing right now. If nothing changes, how long is it going to be before you get all the stuff you just told me? You know what the answer is? Never. Never. The vehicle they're in will never get them there. It is insane to spend your life pouring out your life like you're pouring water out of a cup on the altar of something that will never truly deliver the desires of your heart. So the first step, we got to aim our energies, aim our efforts at something worthwhile. It's got to have the potential to pay us what we're worth. If you're not in a vehicle that can pay you what you're worth, we got to get you out of that vehicle. Now, the second thing is our success is going to be determined by our skill level. You can't just work hard and go round and round and round and never improve. You've got to be growing. You've got to be improving. Your communication skills, your sales skills, your leadership skills, your financial acumen skills, your negotiating skills, your business, ma- business management skills, your marketing skills, time management skills. These are things that are going to determine your success. You could be the hardest worker in the world, and if you cannot sell your ideas to someone else, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to rise into the category of wealth. I'm just telling you. Everybody has to be able to sell their ideas to the world, to the marketplace, or you're not going to go anywhere. So we need to work on those skills. You can work as hard as possible. If you don't have an ability to manage your time, to invest your time appropriately appropriately in a way that's going to deliver a return on that investment, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to succeed. You know, we have to be people who constantly work on our skills. I've been in selling for over 20 years. And I'm still to this very minute, before I got on this podcast, I was reading a new sales book. I was trying to think about what is the evolution of selling? What are the techniques that work in our modern environment that are different than what we learned 10 years ago? How has social media and the internet affected selling? How has the fact that people have become jaded over traditional selling techniques, you know, impacted us as professionals? What does that mean for me when I'm out there interacting with these people that I'm trying to convey my ideas? or my concepts, or my products, or my services. These are things I'm thinking about all the time as a leader, as a salesperson, as a visionary, as a communicator. We've got to make sure we're focused on developing our skill set and continuing to improve that skill set. Hard work is awesome. Trust me, if you're lazy, you are not gonna be successful. That is true. But if your hard work is not growth-oriented, if your skills aren't growing you're not going to get very far. So let's just ask some application questions to this myth. Number one, are you in a vehicle that can pay you what you're worth? I mean, if you're not, you need to get in touch with me. We need to help figure that out. We got to get you a route out of your current situation. Are you investing your time or are you spending your time? Are you focused on something that has the potential to pay you what you're worth? Second, how much time have you spent in the last seven days developing the critical skills necessary for you to win at whatever it is you want to do? How much time have you spent growing your skill set, becoming better, becoming more world class in the things that are going to be required of you if you're going to win? You know, people say, well, Scott, I'm just not a salesperson. It's funny. You just sold me on the fact that you're not a salesperson. You just tried to convince me of something. You see, in every interaction, somebody is being sold and someone is selling. Right there, you were selling. And by the way, you've sold yourself on that idea. And that's going to absolutely cripple you. I'm not a leader. I'm not a salesperson. I could never be in front of the room. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. These are all skills. You just got to decide to develop them. And yeah, you'll suck at it at first. Guess what? Suck it up, buttercup. If you want to win at the highest level, this is where you got to do it. You talk about wanting to be a hard worker, work hard on the skills, work hard on getting to that next level. Start with not being somebody you can do it and show up a year from now as somebody you can do it and watch the world follow you anywhere you want to go. If you're not in a vehicle that'll get you where you want to go, we got to get that squared away. Then we got to make developing our skills a priority. It's going to be something that we're working on on a daily and a weekly basis. Hard work is not going to get you there. Focused work is going to get you there. Okay. We've covered two myths. Knowledge is power. And all I got to do is work really hard and I'm going to win. Both those myths are going to sabotage you. Now, before I dive in to the last two myths, which are going to blow your mind, we got to talk about getting your life under control. And one of the things that got me off the line in a big way is email. I was wasting my life on email and praise God. I had a buddy of mine show me this tool and it's changed everything. I use it every day of my life and it's called SaneBox. S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com. SaneBox has allowed me to spend less than five minutes a day on email and be hundreds of times more efficient than the hours I used to spend. I am no longer missing critical messages. I no longer deal with junk and spam and weeding through stuff. Um, It's absolutely phenomenal. SaneBox has so many features, so many things it can do for you. I could not explain them all. It will work with any email address you've got. It doesn't matter who your email provider is. It works seamlessly with everything. Just go to SaneBox and get your trial started. And for our listeners, we've got a special promotion that's available. Um, if you go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross, that's, that's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot slash S-C-O-T-T-R-O-S-S, you will get a free trial and then when you're ready to subscribe, and there's three levels you can subscribe, you're going to get $20 off your subscription because you're a listener to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. So go to sainboxcom slash Scott Ross. Get that squared away. Guys, it'll absolutely change your life. Okay. With that said, let's get back to the third myth. And the third myth is in order to win, we've got to be humble. You got to stay humble. Now, Most people have humility, all wrong. See, first of all, most people are trying to appear humble when the reality is that inside, the focus is still selfish. It's still on themselves. Inside, they're still complaining, grumbling, whining, being a victim. It's somebody else's fault, crying, the world owes me something, somebody else owes me something. And outside, they may appear to be quiet and Humble, but inside the focus is on themselves. This is not humility. Humility is power under control. Power under control. Now, the other thing that people get wrong is that they think that humility is the opposite of confidence. This is also wrong. Humility is not the opposite of confidence, humility is the opposite of pride pride goes before the fall. Pride says it's all about me. Pride says I can do no wrong. You can't correct me. Pride says I'm above you. You're beneath me. None of those statements have anything to do with confidence. If you're a prideful person, if you're an arrogant person, you're not going to succeed. As we've talked about many, many times here, leadership is about influence and influence is what leads to success. And that is all about adding value. The only way to have influence is to add value. And so value is about serving other people. Pride has zero to do with confidence. We don't want an outward appearance of humility while we, we have this inward pride. We want inward humility. Inward humility is power under control. Inward humility recognizes that there's a God and you're not him. By the way, that's a really good rule for life. You should write that down. There is a God and I am not him. You could put that on your dashboard. You could put that on your fridge. Inward humility recognizes that you're accountable to a higher standard than yourself, a higher authority than you. It's an acknowledgement that I answer to something. Inward humility is the recognition that in order to rise, I have to serve. Inward humility is others-focused rather than me-focused. Now, having said that, let me be very, very clear. If you want to win big, you have to be a confident person. You've got to develop confidence. Strength recognizes strength, and strength follows strength. Strength. We've all seen it in the sports world. You have a great athlete, and he has no respect for his coach. And it's a soup sandwich. The team goes nowhere. They can't win. There's a lot of infighting because the strong athlete's not willing to follow a weak coach. Strength follows strength. If you lack confidence, it's going to be very difficult for you to get people to follow you. And thus, it's going to be very difficult for you to win. Winning ultimately is about team. It's about leverage. It's about creating efforts way beyond yourself so that you cannot add but multiply your results. you got to get other people involved, and that's going to require confidence. We've got to have this quiet confidence, strength. It's a demeanor that says, um, it's not words. It's the way we carry ourselves. It says, I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. And the people who come with me are going to win. I try very hard to be the kind of person that when you're around me and you get engaged in a project I'm working on, you just have this sense, wow, Scott knows where he's going. He knows how to get there. And the people who go with that guy, they're going to win. I want to be on that guy's team. That's what I'm trying to exude we got to be that as leaders. You've got to have confidence in order to be someone who gets big results. Confident people attract confident people. And winning starts to become second nature to that group of people when they're working together. If you think that this idea of being mousy is humble, if you think, well, I'm going to be you know, back in the background because I want to stay humble, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. That really isn't humility. Humility is strength. And power under control. You know where confidence comes from, by the way? First of all, it comes from developing skills. I mean, you don't have to. First of all, it comes from developing skills. You don't have to have had much go on in your life if you're willing to go out to the woodshed and develop your skills. Because when somebody is skilled, it's easy to see. People recognize that. And when you know that you know what you're doing, you're going to have confidence. When you know for sure you can get up and just destroy the presentation, I mean nail it, knock the ball out of the park, knock the cover off the ball, knock the socks off the people in the room because you practiced it 50, 100 times. When you know that, you know what? You're going to walk with a little bit of a swagger. You're going to be confident. When you're ready for them to throw out that objection because you sat and role played that objection 50 different ways and there's nothing they could say to you that's going to shock you, you're good. Man, you're going to walk into that sales call with a swagger. When you know for sure you're a part of a program or a project or an organization or a company that's about to skyrocket and the people who get on board with you are going to win. You walk with a swagger. That confidence comes from developing skills. And then skills leads to wins. And getting wins under your belt accelerates your confidence and sends it into the stratosphere. I was talking to somebody recently and we were talking about self-esteem. And it's funny because self-esteem is this thing we talk about in our society all the time. Talking about it in schools all the time. In fact, I read a statistic recently that's so funny. American schools rank like Our our students, in terms of their test scores, rank about 28th or 29th out of the top 30 industrialized nations. But when the students were polled, the students ranked number one in their belief that they would rank number one for their actual test results. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but we scored 29th. But when the kids were asked, where do you think you would score against all the other nations? Our kids unanimously said we would be number one. We've done an amazing job at teaching, quote, self-esteem. Not so good a job at actually getting the results. So we talk about self-esteem all the time. But what most of us are being taught about self-esteem, most of what's being taught in schools is total nonsense. What really develops self-esteem is winning. Winning develops self-esteem. Results develop self-esteem. It's I worked really, really hard. I paid the price. I sacrificed, and I actually got a result that I was looking for. Boom. You know what that tells me? I could do it again. That's where confidence comes from. Build your skills up. Get your skills rock solid. Go out and put some wins under your belt, and that's where you're going to have confidence. And then be others-focused. Be servant-hearted. Don't be prideful, and you're going to become a very, very powerful leader. So last but not least, and this one is probably going to be the one where I'm going to get the most hate mail. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I just got to call it like it is, but it's super prevalent. And it's a success myth that we have to address. And it says, all you got to do is think positive, focus on your goals, and you're going to win. There's this book and there's a movie and a DVD and it's turned into a bunch of seminars and it's called The Secret. And The Secret says there's a thing called the law of attraction. And the law of attraction just says if you just start focusing on the thing you really want, you just think about the thing you really want all the time and you focus on it in a positive way, suddenly the universe is going to conspire to cause it to come to you. You will magnetize the thing you want to you. Now, I don't want to make you mad at me, but guys, this is utter nonsense. This is ridiculous talk. What are we saying? What is the quote universe? Who is this magical Santa Claus? Is it the stars? They say the universe is going to, be, what are they talking about? Is it the Milky Way galaxy? Is it the planet Jupiter? Is the planet Jupiter going to show up in your yard and be like, Hey, here's your, here's your gift. I mean, Oh, but Scott, there's science. Okay, there's vibrations, you know, vibrations. You vibrate at a certain level. Oh, my goodness. People say that money vibrates at a high frequency. So you vibrate at a high frequency and money will flow to you. What? What are we talking about? Money is paper. You're telling me you vibrate at the level of paper? Guess what? Toilet paper is paper, too. Why, when you're vibrating at that level, don't they just dump a bunch of Charmin onto your front lawn rather than money? Let me tell you what money really is. Let me tell you how money really flows to you. This is how you get rich. You don't vibrate and get rich. You go add massive value to other people. You want a million dollars to flow to you? Go serve at least 100,000 people You want 10 million to flow to you? Go serve at least a million people. When you do that, the millions of dollars are going to come to you. Money doesn't follow vibration. It follows value. Money is simply a medium of exchange. People do not trade down. They trade up. They give you money for something that they see as more valuable than the money that they're giving you. It is that simple. You went in and you bought a phone. You have a phone in your hand right now in your pocket. You paid cash for that phone, even if you're paying for it on some sort of plan through your carrier, you're still paying money for that phone. And I don't know how much money you paid, but let's just say it was $600 for like an iPhone or an Android. You paid $600 willingly, easily. Why? Because the phone is worth far more to you than the $600 in your pocket. If you had $600 in your pocket and no phone, you would gladly say, give me the phone and I'll give you the $600. You have a car. You paid some amount of money for that car. I don't know what it was. Let's say it was $30,000, $15,000, whatever. You're glad to give that $30,000 to somebody because having the car was going to give you way more value value than the $30,000 sitting in your bank account would give you. It's that simple. You go into a restaurant. Could you make food for yourself for less than what you're going to give the restaurant? Of course you could. But it's worth more to you to have the food delivered and prepared for you instantly than the money that is in your pocket. Money is a medium of exchange. People never trade down. They only trade up. And they will only give money for something they see as more valuable than the money would mean to them in their pocket. If you want money to flow to you, so you go produce value that is in excess of the money that you're asking for in return, the day you do that, all the money in the world is going to flow to you. Sitting there and thinking about money, thinking about your goals not going to get anything to happen. You got to go and work your butt off in a vehicle that'll pay you what you're worth while developing your skills and you've got to use that to add value, 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 value and then the money will follow. Now, do we need to have a positive mindset? Yes. Is there truth in that? Yes. It's like every lie. All great lies are the skin of the truth stuffed with a lie. There's always this seed of truth in any believable lie. The seed of the truth in this idea of the law of attraction is we do need to be positive. You do. You're going to get knocked down as an entrepreneur. You're going to get knocked down as a leader, and you'll stay down if you're not an optimist. If you're a pessimist, you're just going to stay down there, and all you're going to see is misery and why it's never going to happen for you, and you won't get back up. You've got to be positive. You've got to be optimistic. You've got to be a visionary. Yes, you do not need to you know, focus on the negativity, but focusing on your goals, focusing on what you really want, vibrating. It's not going to cause Mars and Venus to suddenly show up and deliver you a gift like they're Santa Claus. It just doesn't work that way. you got to go out and do something. By the way, the people that are really winning big don't ever talk about this nonsense. Have you ever heard of Steve Jobs or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates talking about vibrating at a certain level or the law of attraction? No. Read Warren Buffett's book. You're not going to find the law of attraction on a single page, not even a single sentence in the wealthiest guy in the world's book. He's written a book telling you how to get rich, telling you how to do exactly what he did, and he left that out. That's kind of a clue. Go out, go out add value, work your butt off. The money will follow. All right, let's review our four myths. Knowledge is power. No, knowledge applied is power. Don't just learn the skills actually work on them build them and develop them All it takes is hard work Nope, it takes work that is focused on the right things and it takes skills as you're doing that work If you're doing skill less work, it's going to deliver no results It's going to be very hard to have success Work hard in developing your skills and work hard at something that can actually pay you what you're worth Get good at something worth getting good at Just got to stay humble Most people have this idea of humility all wrong. Humility is power under control. Humility is not the opposite of confidence. It's the opposite of pride. It is true that we cannot be prideful, but it is false that we shouldn't have confidence. You must be a quietly confident person. Strength follows strength. Exude confidence, and confidence is going to come from skills, and then skills lead to wins, which causes confidence to grow even more. And last but not least, hey, we just got to be positive. Just got to focus on our goals. Got to focus on what we want. And then it's all going to magically happen. Just vibrate at the right level. It'll be attracted to you like a magnet. Wrong. Add value. Add value. Add value. That's what we do. We work really, really, really hard and add way more value to somebody than we're asking for in return. And when we do that, all the money in the world is going to flow in our direction. Guys, with that said, I hope this has added a lot of value to you. This is episode 96, and uh, if you go to scottrossonline.com slash 96, you can get to the show notes, and uh, also you can get to all the archives at scottrossonline.com. Follow me on Twitter at scottrossonline.com. Can't wait to be with you again next time. God bless you guys. Raise your lid. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at Scott